0: preach from psalms chapter 74 and uh, appreciate folks minding god and uh, just the good singing and i'd rather be as we sung this morning an old-time christian as anything i know i'd rather have an old-fashioned church to go to as anything i know i'm not i'm not critical of anybody else that's got a different uh, uh you know if they got a different uh, church i mean if it's you know different places you go i've been up north and out west and uh, you know, sometimes people are just quieter, I reckon, by their nature. Uh, but I like it here, don't you? And this is how I want to stay. Don't you want to stay this way and old-fashioned and just worshiping God and, uh, like He said, in spirit and in truth. Psalms chapter 74, if you're able to stand with us, I'm just going to read one verse of Scripture this morning and then bring the message that God has laid upon our heart. Psalm 74 And look at verse number 17. Thou hast set all the borders of the earth. Notice this phrase. Thou hast made summer and winter. Father, I pray this morning in Jesus' name, God, that you would help us from your word. I pray the Holy Spirit would do works in our hearts that no man can see and no man can do. I ask you this morning to save that soul that's nearest hell this morning I pray old-time conviction on their soul. And I pray for those that may be struggling this morning. Maybe there's some Christian here this morning that's struggling. I pray that you'll give them the word of encouragement, the word of strength, the answer, for whatever it is that they may be facing this morning. I pray that, dear God, that you'll meet every need in this building. And for what you do, we'll love you, we'll thank you, and we'll praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I don't want to spend a lot of time this morning talking about Psalms chapter 74, but I do want to take just a minute or two and tell you that this psalm is a psalm of Asaph and Asaph feels in this psalm uh, that he has been forsaken he laments the sad state of Jerusalem and the temple and he recounts God's great deeds in the past and calls upon him to rescue his people uh, from their enemies and if you look at the first 11 verses of this psalm here uh, it deals with Asaph's frustration, he is frustrated he is is troubled about several things Uh, in verse 1 and 2, he's frustrated because he feels uh, and it seems uh, as if God seems to have uh, angrily rejected his own people and he's frustrated because God has allowed Jerusalem and the temple to be destroyed in verses 3 through 8 he's frustrated because God has sent them no more prophets in verse number 9 he's frustrated because God uh, has not destroyed their foes in verse 10 and verse 11 so when you begin to read this psalm uh, it's very easy to see the frustration of the psalmist here but things quickly change and I thank God that's how it is in the life of a believer amen when you get to verse number 12 throughout the rest of this chapter to verse number 23 it goes from Asaph's frustration to his faith amen I'll be honest with you in life it's easy for us to get frustrated when things happen Asaph is not frustrated Over his own personal life But he's frustrated over spiritual matters And I think that's what ought to frustrate us the most He's frustrated because he knows That they need God's deliverance But what he does Is the same thing that we ought to do He doesn't live in that frustration He doesn't stay in that frustration But if you read the psalm when you go home When he gets to verse number 12 He turns that frustration into faith. Amen. Uh, He has faith. Asaph reflects on God's protection in the past. Uh, He calls upon God to rescue his people. Uh, In verses 12 through 17, uh, it tells us what he acknowledges. Uh, And then in verse number 18 through verse 23, it tells us what he asked for. Uh, If you look at verse number 12, uh, he acknowledges uh, uh, that God is his eternal king. He said for God, uh, he is my king of old. uh, Work salvation in the midst of the earth. I want to tell you the same God that is Asaph's God, he is my God and he's your God. Times have changed, the world has changed. Troubles may come and they may go and a lot of things may change. But he said in Malachi three in verse number six, he said, I am the Lord and I change not, amen. I'm telling you it's good to know in a changing world uh, that my faith uh, is in an unchanging God uh, uh, that never changes. Uh, He's not bound by time uh, and He's not bound by eternity. He's not bound by circumstances uh, and He's not bound by problems. Uh, He is, He always has been uh, and He always will be. Uh, He is the great I Am. Uh, He's that which was, that which is to come. Uh, He is the Almighty, uh, saith the Lord. Amen. And sometimes uh, we need to take our frustration uh, and we need to turn it in faith uh, uh, just by simply acknowledging who he is. Amen. And so he acknowledges that God is his eternal king. Uh, He acknowledges in verse 13 uh, down to our text verse this morning uh, uh, that God rules over nature. Amen. If God can control this world's climate and all that is in it don't you know that god can can take care of me and god can take care of you I'm telling you this morning, that's what he acknowledges. Uh, what he asks for is two things. Uh, in verse number 18 and 19, he asked for God to rescue his people. And then in verse 20, for God uh, to remember his promise. Uh, Asaph asked God to remember uh, the covenant promise that God made with him in the dark times of life. Now, when we come to our text this morning, I want you to notice here uh, that Asaph, when he writes this verse, he said thou hast set all the borders of the earth thou hast made summer and winter I want to preach a few minutes this morning on this subject on the God of summer and the God of winter amen the God of summer and the God of winter I mean when I look at this verse this morning I see the creator he said thou hast set all the borders of the earth he said thou hast made summer and winter I'm glad we have a creator this morning amen we didn't get here by ourselves. we didn't get here because we evolved we didn't get here through a big bang I'm telling you this morning there wasn't a big bang in the beginning but there was a big God in the beginning the same God that we worship and the same God that we serve he created the heavens and he created the earth and by the counsel of his own He flung the stars out And meted the heavens with a span He created the sun and the moon He created the hills and the valleys And the rivers and the rocks and the trees And my friend He clothed the whole world In His splendor and in His glory God created this world And I'm glad that I worship And that I serve a creator this morning And then I see the creation As he said, thou hast made. God made everything. You remember that little old song they sing in nursery uh, Sunday school? God made the moon and is that how it goes? And God made me. God sees the moon and God sees me. I'm telling you, listen, that may be a little nursery rhyme, uh, but it is full of truth this morning. Uh, the same God that made the moon uh, is the same God that made you. Uh, and the same God that sits high, uh, lofty in the heavens uh, and looks down and sees the moon uh, as it glows in the outer darkness of the night uh, is the same God uh, that looks down and He sees me and He sees you. Uh, how can He do that? Uh, because He made us and we're in his image and thank God He's the creator and we are His creation. But then there's the contrast. He said, thou hast made summer and winter. the God of winter time. the God of summertime. I don't know where you're at today in your life. I don't know what you're facing in your life tonight, this morning and you don't know really where I'm at and you don't know what I'm facing this morning, but the God who made summer and the God who made winter, He knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly where I'm at. He knows exactly what you're facing. He knows exactly what I'm facing and He has the answer to everything that we face in this life. I, I want to say this morning, if God God can make summer, and if God can make winter, then God can see me through the summer times of my life. And he can see you through the summer times in your life. And he's big enough to see us through the winter times of our life. I want you to notice four things about summer and winter this morning. And we'll be through number one. I want you to see here in this text that they are different times. He said, for God, he said, thou hast made summer and you've made winter. They're not the same. Of summer and winter it's not the same time regardless uh, uh, my friend of what time of year it is uh, uh, the northern and the southern hemisphere they always experience uh, uh, the opposite seasons amen uh, it may be uh, winter time uh, in the southern hemisphere uh, but it, then it would be uh, summer time uh, in the northern hemisphere uh, God made both of them uh, they're different They've been, they're distinctive uh, uh, while one Side of the world, it's going through one part of season in life. At The other side, it's going through another season in life. When you think about that, they're completely different—a time of harvest and a time of hardship. One season is a season of reaping, and the other it seems to be a season of survival. We cannot compare ourselves one to another. We must prepare for the harvest times in life of the times of blessedness and the times of reaping but we also must plod through the winter times of life for the same God that made the summer made the winter and he brings both of them into our life. There's different seasons of our life. We're not to get bitter, backslid or belligerent because we're in a winter time And because another brother may be in a summertime, you may look at somebody and say, well, things are just going so good for them, but they're going so hard for me right now. It may be a different season in your life. Or you may be here this morning and say I'll be honest with you preacher life isn't perfect but it is pretty good right now. God has blessed me beyond what I deserve and certainly that's always true but you may be here this morning and say really everybody's healthy. Listen the bills are being paid. I don't have a lot of money in the bank but things have been worse. Things have been harder. Things are really going good. I want to say this morning we have To understand uh, that there's different seasons of our life uh, Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4 uh, when he talked to Timothy he said come before winter uh, Paul knew there was a winter time coming in his life uh, uh, physically but can I tell you if you think about chapter 4 it's the last chapter that Paul writes uh, it's the last chapter of Paul's life uh, it's not just a physical winter uh, but Paul is going into a spiritual winter he knows that my friend uh, he's in the last stretch Uh, he knows uh, that it won't be long Uh, his head's going to be on Nero's chop block what are you saying I'm saying the best of God's children sometimes uh, have to go through winter times in life why is that because thou hast made summer and winter when God saves you young people it doesn't exempt you from life's problems It doesn't mean that you're not going to have trials and troubles. Job is one of the greatest Christians in the Old Testament. A man that had no Bible. A man that had no church. A man that had no pastor. But a man that the Bible says who lived in the land of us whose name was Job and God said this man was perfect and upright one that feared God and eschewed evil. And if you read the first five verses of Job chapter one they're distinguishedly separate from the entire book of Job in this life. It is summertime in Job's life. I mean he's got seven sons and three daughters if I've got that correct. Listen he's got 5,000 I think asses and 7,000 asses and 3,000 camels uh, I mean God has blessed his family uh, God has blessed his finances, uh, God has blessed his faith, uh, he goes out and prays for his children in verse number 5, uh, do you realize the first 5 verses of Job's book uh, is nothing but sunshine uh, uh, things couldn't be better, in fact the Bible says uh, he's the greatest man uh, in all of the east, uh, I I mean Job is living in the summertime of life but we just go a few verses and it goes from summertime to wintertime. It goes from sunshine to shadows. It goes from wealth and health to poverty and to sickness. Job's world is literally turned upside down and can I tell you this morning some may credit the devil for it but the devil couldn't do anything that what God did didn't allow him to do and while the devil may have thought he was reaping havoc in Job's life what God knew was is that he was letting a winter time come because in the end guess what Job is going to come forth as gold the sun will shine again it may be different now but thank God it's going to be better when you get to the last chapter I want to tell you you may be in a winter time right now but hang on out of God you've not got to the last chapter of one of these days somewhere of somehow of some way of the sun is going to shine again hallelujah you say how do you know that preacher it's in your verse for thou hast made summer and made winter I'm telling you we, I know we don't know when we're leaving this world but what gives me hope in winter time is that I know it's just a season. I like Thanksgiving and fall. I like fall. I like the leaves changing. I like the cool weather. I like Thanksgiving. I mean, who don't like Thanksgiving? I mean, that's wonderful, isn't it? And I like, uh, I like Christmas time. You say, I don't like none of that. Well, old humbug, stay away from me. I mean, I like, I don't need a present or a, a gift. I'm not saying that. Now, if you want to buy me one, it's not going to offend me, okay? But I'm not saying I, I need a bunch of things. But I just like the season. I mean, I listen, I like family get-togethers. I mean, I like having good food. Listen, now, my wife, she puts up, I don't know, she probably got, how many of you got, 17 Christmas trees? I don't know how many you got. I'll give you men some good advice. Every, she puts these Christmas trees everywhere. Well, I put them up. She she does the rest of that stuff. And it's the same process every year. You know, I drag them out and I fuss about it. And she just goes off and says, well, get it done. I'll see you later, all right? I'm just kidding. She told me, they said, don't use me. I, don't like to, I just like to blend in, you know, but can't help it. And I put them trees up and I went to Ace Hardware. I'll tell you something, brother. I found something that was a blessing to me. Y'all ever seen them things, you got like three of them, you plug them in the wall and it got a remote, you just click it. I mean, I hate turning Christmas trees on. I went and bought me however many we needed. I plugged them in everything in the house and I plugged, man, I just go through there. You want the lights on? I turned all in. I can sit in the recliner and turn every tree on in the house. Isn't that a blessing? You know who made that, don't you? Some poor old man whose wife put 17 Christmas trees up. I'll sit there a cup of coffee and say, you want me to turn all the trees on for you? (laughs) I don't even know what I was telling you. Y'all know what I was telling you. I like Christmas time. Sounds like it, doesn't it? (laughs) I like Christmas time. But i got to be honest with you. January and February is not my favorite months. I mean, everything's dead outside. I mean, down here, I mean, you don't know. You may get a tornado this time of the year. But for the most part, you can't get out and do a whole lot outside there. I mean, it's just getting dark, you know, early. And, and I mean, there's just a, just a lot of things about them. They're not my favorite months is what I'm saying. I, I pretty much enjoy spring, summer, and fall, and, and most of winter. But when, you know, it hits about January, uh, and I mean, all the season uh, uh, festivities are over with. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm really focusing on. And I know I probably shouldn't do this, Brother Lighty. Uh, but I'm waiting for springtime to come. Uh, I'm waiting, amen, for the time to change. Uh, I'm waiting for things to get a little bit warmer. I'm waiting for flowers to bloom uh, and trees to start budding out uh, and life to start coming back. Uh, you say, what he is that? Uh, well, you know what? I can't give up on January 1, uh, uh, but you just got to keep plodding on uh, because God made winter as much as he made them other three seasons. Uh, and God has a purpose uh, and God has a reason. Uh, and I'm not going to complain through the winter time. Uh, I'm just gonna going to keep plotting on knowing this uh, that there's a brighter day coming uh, there's a better day coming uh, there's a day coming when there'll be no deadness uh, there's a day coming when the sun uh, is going to shine brighter uh, and my friend springtime is coming uh, I say hang on child of God uh, there's coming a better day uh, there's a brighter day coming uh, you keep plotting through the winter time uh, the sun's going to shine again uh, and the birds will sing again uh, the flowers will bloom again Again in your life. It's just a different time. Amen. They're different times. Then I would say this morning they're divine times. For thou hast made summer and winter. Remember God made the seasons of life. He appointed them. He approved them. He allowed them in your life. Summer may be uh, in your life right now and I would say if you're experiencing the summertime, rejoice. Be thankful. Uh, Listen, don't complain uh, through your summer seasons. Uh, uh, Some people complain all through their youth. Uh, They're never happy when they're a teenager. They're never happy when they're a young adult. Uh, uh, They're never happy when they're a middle-aged person. Hey, I'm telling you, there's coming a day uh, uh, that that book says uh, there's coming a day when the evil days uh, are going to come, uh, and you better learn how to be thankful. Uh, while you got your health, uh, you better be learn to be thankful. While your children still at home, uh, you better learn to count your blessings. Uh, you better learn, I better learn. Uh, don't waste the summer time. Uh, rejoice uh, in the goodness of God. You know when your children's coming up, enjoy them. Now whip them. Amen. Don't enjoy whipping them. When they do wrong, you whip them. But you enjoy them. This world we live in, Brother Laddie, they're so messed up when it comes to child rearing. They've read too many philosophy books instead of that book. You hear how quiet it got when I said whip your kids? You know why? Why? you need to go home and read Proverbs about seven, eight, nine times and see if your preacher's telling you the truth. I'm not talking about beating your children. I'm not talking about looking for a... I'm talking about not letting them be a brat. amen. Amen? And I'm telling you, you need to learn to love. And if you don't have kids, you need to learn how to love. Our Savior loved children. He said, it's better a millstone be hung around a man's neck or someone's neck than to feed one of these little ones. But I'm going to tell you, you whip them when they do wrong. But you enjoy, I enjoy, we enjoyed our children coming up. I didn't wish away their days. My wife didn't wish away their days. I wasn't ready to get them out of the house. I enjoyed them being there. You know, with girls, I mean, there comes a lot of stuff. Stuff I don't understand. After all the years of raising them, there's women are just complex beings. I would tell my wife all the time, I said, they're fearfully and wonderfully made because I can't figure them out. I'd go by their room and Miss Nikki, they'd be sitting there, I mean just about in a fight. And I'd say, y'all quit that. Or I'm going to get my belt and wear you both out. I'd come back down the hallway, they'd be crying. It's like, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> and then I'd come back down the hallway, they'd be laughing and hugging each other. And I was like, I just, you know, I just didn't even try. You know what I'm saying? You just, but I enjoyed them. I'm going to tell you if God gives you children, you ought to thank God for them pray for them, love them, enjoy them, keep them close and I would say to every young person you don't be more, listen to me I mean if you got godly parents and even if you don't have godly parents you, you love your parents and you obey your parents for in the Lord for this is right, amen, that doesn't mean if they want you to smoke a joint you go smoke a joint in the Lord for it's right but I'm telling you listen, you're to, you're to love your pastor and his wife and love the people in the church and you're to be loyal to the man of God and loyal to his wife but I I going to tell you something, your parents are number one. Hey, Amen. Your loyalty doesn't go in Christ is number one, but your loyalty on this earth doesn't go any uh, deeper than it does with your parents. Uh, you listen to your parents. Uh, if your parents tell you to do something, you do what they say, and you stand with them. Uh, and when people try to come along uh, and tell you something that your mom and dad told you that was different, if they, if what they told you was biblically correct, uh, you listen to what they say. You don't listen to somebody else. But enjoy them. I'm talking about reap be wise, don't waste the blessings of God, be responsible God give you the summer times of life and we don't know how long those seasons are going to be, if your health is good enjoy your health, uh, use your health to serve God, hey you be faithful to church and you live for God and you go to and you give God 100% don't be a lazy Christian, while you got good health, you put God first uh, in your life and you give Him 100% and you teach your children to use their health and their strength to, for the service and the work of God it may be what keeps them healthy serving God in the summer times they're divine times, God gives us these seasons and then they're difficult times now think about this both seasons are difficult aren't they I mean you so you talk to some people. I was preaching a youth conference this week, and they played this little game. Uh, this or they called this and that, and you had to decide, uh, you know, which which was which which a person liked. Did they like this or they like that? And so they was uh, they they asked a question. They said, "Do you like hot or do you like cold?" And the young people had to get on which side that they like. You know, if you went around this room, some people they like cold weather, don't they? And some people like hot weather. What I'm saying to you this morning, it doesn't matter. There's hardships in life and in seasons no matter where you're at. I mean when you step outside I mean last year this or this year in winter time we had three of the coldest day, days on record you remember that uh, I'm talking about three of the coldest days uh, I remember outside uh, I had these bushes that, uh, on the side of the house uh, they have been there don't tell them how many years uh, uh, and they just always uh, uh, they're green year round and they come back they're not boxwoods uh, uh, but there's another type of uh, uh, bush uh, and, and they survive the winter every year uh, but it got got so cold those three days I went out there a couple days after that when I walked by I knew immediately they were dead they were gone the winter time snuffed them out but I'm going to tell you something as much as I like summer I'll go outside in this time of the year If you don't water those flowers early in the morning, especially those annual flowers, if they don't get that water early in the morning so they can drink it throughout the day, I'm telling you, you skip a day watering those flowers that are just annual flowers. Listen, you know what will happen to them? You'll go back about two or three o'clock in the afternoon and guess what? The, The heat will have literally just wilted them down. Go two days and they'll be gone. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying every season has its difficulties. And no matter whether you're young or whether you're old, no matter whether it's in good times or lean times, uh, there's going to be difficulties in life. Uh, And Job said, man, that's born of a woman, it's few days. Uh, And he didn't say he had some trouble. He didn't say he had most trouble. But he said he's full of trouble no matter what season. We're only a breath away from trouble. But you don't have to live in Job 14.1. You can live in John 14.1. Because Jesus said, let me say something about trouble. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't waste away the seasons of life always worrying about what could be. The what ifs of life. Trust God. There's difficult times. And then finally, let me say this, they're developing times. Why does God, why did God make both summer and winter? Why didn't God just let it be springtime? Wouldn't, wouldn't y'all like that? Just springtime all the time. I mean, always just good weather, you know? And uh, just always, just, just the grass real green and, and the flowers blooming. And, and, uh, and I mean, the, why, why did God make these seasons of life Well, every season has a purpose? I want to tell you, that winter time kills off a lot of things, doesn't it? Winter has its purpose. You know what winter does? I'm going to tell you what winter does. It gets things ready for spring. It gets things ready for summer. If there was no winter time, you know what we'd be doing all the time? Killing mosquitoes. Or where I'm from, skeeters. Isn't that Right? I'm telling you, you don't see it much anymore. Y'all remember the mosquito trucks? Amen. We used to ride our bikes behind them. Amen. That's right. And our parents encouraged it. Amen. Here comes this mosquito truck, boys. If y'all want to ride behind it. We thought we was really doing something. But they'd bring that truck. You could hear it. You'd hear it five miles away. You know what I'm saying. Here it comes. I feel sorry for young people today. They're so worried about everything. Probably do you good to sniff some of that stuff. <laughs> kill off a lot of stuff, you know it. I remember, hey, I remember they'd come through there, they'd kill the mosquitoes out. But if there was no winter time, man wouldn't have enough chemicals to kill. God, in his perfect wisdom. And in His perfect ways, He knew that one season of life, no matter how wonderful it is at that moment, God knew it would not let this world develop the way that it needed to and eventually it wouldn't be a perfect world as it would seem to be. So it is with our life. God knows we can't always have everything just easy going. It can't always be the sun shining in our life. It can't always be no problems and carefree. If I, as the songwriter said, if I never had a problem, then I'd never know that God could solve them. But through it all, through it all, God has been faithful, hasn't He? He made. You may be here this morning and say, I don't know why I'm going through what I'm through. No, you don't. And you may never know, but God knows. And God is doing things in your life and in mine that we may not always see, we may not always understand, but I promise you this, we always need it. For God doesn't do anything without a purpose. And as we stand this morning, our heads are about, eyes are closed. If you need to come, would you come this morning? I don't know what season you're in, but I know this much. God made that season. If you're in a time of reaping and plenty, just thank God for that. Rejoice in it this morning. But if you're in a hard season, a winter season, then just look up and say, God, I don't know and I don't understand, but I'm trusting you. And I know that you're faithful. And I know that you're developing things in my life that may be, and in the life of others. And the winter time that we go through may not even be about us. It may be for the benefit of someone else that we have to go through it. As our brother sings, if you need to come, you come.